Next on BYU Sports Nation, trick or treat. Halloween party in Studio B. How much has BYU football's offense really improved? Do you dare look closer? Is it ghoulish to boo? Kalani Sataki has an opinion. And why does Michael Shelton like road games more than home games? Plus, are you scared of Boise State football? Ha! The blue turf is strange, and it don't look good. Who are you going to call? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Happy Halloween. Yeah, sports. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, October 31st, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us on a holiday. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Ichabod Crane's homeboy, Jerem Jordan. Luckily, there will be no horses in Studio B. Uh, <laughs> I see that you are uh, Keaton Kringlin this year, or a BYU baseball player. Any of the uh, BYU Beautiful. baseball players that have good numbers, then yeah, Yeah, sure. you're those guys? Sure, yeah. yeah. Let me describe for the radio audience. You have eye black on, you got the BYU blue jersey, you got the uh, you know, undershirt that comes to your like, mid-arm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. a cubit's length. Uh, you have the pinstripes. Pinstripes? Pants. Like, you're ready to go. You're I'm ready to go. I even have a belt on. Like You have the legit belt. Legit BYU baseball Dr. Players. Bushman, awesome. <laughs> Love Steve. What are you is the real question. I am cold. Oh, my goodness. That's it. <laughs> the worst Halloween costume you've ever seen. <laughs> you've got, I'm cold. You've got the winter hat on, the scarf, uh, yeah, big uh, jacket, gloves. You've got your snowboard say, gloves on. Let's just say I can't scroll through uh, what we're doing here <laughs> easily. How long did it take you to think of this costume? Literally this morning. I looked in my closet and you go, huh, it's one second funny. <laughs> It's not second funny more than one second. Hey, it's longer. It's one second right here. Yeah, it's it's pretty good, man. Yeah. Well, you're my friend. <laughs> How would somebody be the headless horseman, though? You know, if we're talking about Ichabod Crane, I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to what Tom Hummel is today because uh, Tom Tom Hummel every year. Tom, Hummel, let's let's run through it. Mad Hatter last year, year before that, Voldemort. You're before that Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Like, we're talking it is epic. All out. And if if we find out during the show, we'll show you. If not, we'll retweet it. But it, it Tom Tom Homel comes up with a power five national championship winning type Halloween costume every year. Jerem Jordan is cold. I'm ready for baseball. Here's your loaded Halloween show. Play ball! Mitchell Jurgens joins us in 15 minutes. Will he do the star man again if BYU beats Boise yeah. State on the let's blue? A, let's ask him to do that. A like BYUSN trick or treat coming up in 30 minutes. And Peter Quest of BYU Men's Golf, ranked nationally 16th last I saw. He's freaky good. He'll join us in studio in 40 minutes to discuss what he just pulled out of his hat. I've got another treat for you, Jerem. Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Ooh. Yes. Let it flow through you. BYU football hits the road this Saturday to play where they've never experienced victory. How's that for a frightful reality? Boise State awaits 4-0 all-time versus the Cougs on the blue. Kalani Satake here on the vibe and attitude of his team going into the game. 
the feeling is still positive. You know, we're, we're uh, uh, circling the wagons and then getting ready to roll. And I, I like the way we practice so far. I think they practice really well the entire year. The, the key has been executing in, on, on game day. Nobody circles the wagons like the BYU Cougars. BYU <laughs> <laughs> senior safety and holder Gavin Fowler is one of 69 nominees for the Burlesworth Trophy, given to the most outstanding player who began his career as a walk-on. Fantastic great for Gavin. Gavin. Yeah. Jimmer Fredette scored 39 points in a Shanghai Sharks 117-103 win over the Jiangsu Dragons. This marks Jimmer's fifth consecutive game, scoring 30 or more this season. And the men's cross-country team remains number two. The women's team remains number nine in the USTFCA rankings. More ranked teams. Isn't it fun? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Here we are, eight games into the 2018 BYU football season. Four wins, four losses. Some really high highs and some... Most recently, really low lows. But hey, BYU's already equaled their win total from last season, the worst in 50 years. So naturally, that means everything's better, right? Yeah, everything's better. Right? Just automatically. Certainly the offense has been better. Or has it? How do you define improvement there? Perhaps our stat of the day can bring some context to that. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU currently averages 5.1 yards per play. Now, interestingly enough, Jeremy, at the end of last season, BYU averaged 5.1 yards per play. Well, then. Jeremy, is BYU's offense better than last year's offense? Perception tells me yes, Spencer. But reality uh, may tell a different story, as you just pointed out on yards per play. That accounts for all tempos, all conditions, all everything, okay? Let's look at some other things, okay? Points per game, 5.7 is better. 5.7. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying per se. I'm saying it's 5.7 better okay. uh, this year. Okay. 1.2 yards per game better. One, uh, that's it? It's that close? Okay. Uh, you mentioned yards per play. Pass yards. Negative 2.2 this year compared to last year. Okay. Pass efficiency rating, 18.2. Hallelujah. Year. There's something. Hallelujah. Right? And then rush yards per game, 3.5. Now, I do want to point this out. Last season, BYU finished with the 74th best strength of schedule, according to Sagarin. Brother Jeff Sagarin. In 2018, it is 43. So BYU has played a tougher schedule. We'll see how it shakes out at the end with New Mexico State and UMass in the mix. And they have more wins at this juncture of the season compared to last. Yes. This team is better than last year. The question, though, is, is the BYU offense better than last year? The answer is yes, but it's not by much. They're more efficient passing the ball, as you just pointed out, which is to say something. And they score more points per game, which is a huge indicator. Yeah. And 5.7, that's a decent chunk. That's almost a full touchdown better than last year. Granted, last year was really low, so you got to yeah, take that yeah, in stride. So, yeah, exactly. But still, almost a touchdown better per game, more wins. You mean almost two field goals better? Yes. Yes. Too soon. Oh, You're right. Too, too soon. Too soon. My bad. <laughs> too bad. It equals improvement. <laughs> I don't know how much improvement, but yeah. it does equal improvement. So, yeah, I like where BYU is headed. I know that people wish that it weren't coming off of a six-point performance against Northern Illinois, but overall, BYU's offense has been better through eight games. 
Hold the presses. We know what Tom Hummel is for Halloween. Okay, here we go. Should I reveal it now, or are we going to get a picture? We're going to get a picture, and ooh, then we're going to show you, okay? Ooh, in But it just came out, and teams. it's awesome. <laughs> Yesterday <laughs> after practice, senior cornerback Michael Shelton was asked why BYU has played better in road games this season. Here's his response. I like playing on the road just because, to me, I think the atmosphere is a lot better than our atmosphere at home. Um, I I like playing at home, but uh, sometimes our fans can be a downer and it brings us down, but uh, I think we feed off of the energy when we play away. Okay, then. Spencer, what's your reaction to Michael Shelton's comments? I said this yesterday when I initially read it on Twitter. I like it when players are real and raw about their opinions. That doesn't mean I agree with it per se, but I appreciate it when a player speaks his mind because it doesn't happen often at the collegiate level, not from coaches, not from players. We don't hear just raw feelings. And I was like, okay, I can respect that. That is how he feels. And I'm not going to tell him that how he feels is right or wrong. It's just is what it is. However, the timing of it is Interesting because BYU just scored six points and fans are really frustrated and upset. So it lit a fire under a lot of the fan base that Michael Shelton released those comments yesterday. So I don't necessarily like the timing of it, though the timing, as you pointed out to me in a conversation we had this morning, Jerem, makes sense. You know, players are more keen. It's not going to be a convenient time for this comment. True, and it typically wouldn't happen after, like, a win or a great experience. Yeah, We won today, but the fans were terrible. Like, yeah, that would never happen. Uh, And and I'm not going to tell him he's wrong to feel the way that he feels, but I'm not going to tell fans that they're wrong to be upset either. They pay a lot of money to watch football and support BYU. They want to see touchdowns. They want to be entertained. It is an entertainment business, and a lot of fans feel like they haven't been entertained. So... This, are you not entertained? And a lot of people are saying, no. Weird dynamic happening now because Michael Shelton has now kind of put a bullseye on his back for some BYU fans that, oh, well, I'm the one paying the money. You should go out and score touchdowns. So, Well, I, you should prevent touchdowns in his case. Right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. true. Granted, he's the punt returner. Yeah. He gets to do a little bit of both. Right, he can score a touchdown. So, uh, again, next, next, scoop and score. I'm not going to tell somebody how they should feel. Uh, but I, I do think I like that... doing that to you on this program. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we hear so many cliches all the time. We use them. Too. I like, like it when they're real. Yes. It doesn't mean that it's going to be comfortable or you agree with them. But what's the relationship in terms of give and take with energy between the home crowd and the play on the field by the home team? We'll, we'll ask Mitchell Jurgens coming up how he feels about that. And because you feed off each other, it's it's a lot of both, right? I don't know what percentage to give it or whatever, but I don't think that Michael Shelton's wrong. But the issue is BYU's not good at home. They've beaten two FCS teams and one FBS team, and those are the wins last year and this year at home. Am I off on that, Jerem? They're five and seven in their last twelve home games. Five and seven. That's not good. And two of those games are against FCS. I'm probably missing a win or two there at home, but. The relationship between, hey, we need you to play well so we can cheer loud, yes. Uh, and, like, The Rock, the the ones that were there, they're not the issue. It's the ones that weren't there and all the other fans. It's like, this is a perfect day. And, yes, it's not Tennessee, 
at home. It's Northern Illinois. But, yeah, it's, it's an issue. And generally across college football, it's been an issue. BYU is still getting more fans than a packed-out Rice-Eccles stadium due to the capacity of the stadium. So that's the good news. But the bad news is it's a special thing. There are six home games a year. Why would you not be at every stinking one of them? It's like a semi-spiritual experience to go and experience BYU football in there. I know Brian Logan was preaching from the pulpit, but Kalani Sataki is like you. He's not going to tell the fans how to feel, and this is what he said on his show last night. I, I look at it a different way. I think our fans care, and, and um, my job is to turn the booze into cheers, so that's that's how I look at it. And. I, I've said it before, I don't tell fans how to act or how to behave or cheer or boo. I just love the fact that they're there and they support us, you know. And, um, and if I can get them to cheer all the time, then there's, no, then there's no issues. There's some combination of it needs to be a compelling opponent, BYU needs to be good, time of day, all of that matters, right? So the fans that are showing up, I, I know the team really appreciates that. And it's not going to get any better for New Mexico State in two weeks, unfortunately. How many FBS teams has BYU beaten at home in the last two seasons? Is it San Jose State? Is that it? And Hawaii. Oh, and Hawaii this year, of course. Yeah, I, I knew I was missing something. There you go. San Jose State. So if there are five, you said and five and Hawaii. seven last 12. Is that last year? Sorry, or is it four and, it's four and, no, four, it's four and eight in the last 12 at home. Last year, six, this year, five. You yeah. have three wins in the last 11. Yeah, two right. and five last year at home, yeah. two and three this year at home. Okay, so f- yeah, two FCS, two FBS. That's listen. That's tough. Like the fans need more wins, and the team needs the fans to show up to. Like both need both. Both need both. Yes, they are co-reliant. Right. Right. Co-dependent. Co-reliant. K. Co-dependent. Jaron BYU now faces the luxury, if you ask Michael Shelton, of going on the road and playing at Boise State in a high-intensity situation where fans will be loud. For both sides, it is a rampant rivalry that is growing year by year. BYU's never won up there, 0-4, though they have played three one-point games. Crazy, right? Two of them, 28-27 losses. The other, a 7-6 loss. Oh, 7-6. Not talking about that one. Uh, No offensive touchdowns allowed. Because BYU's never won up there, and Boise State is rolling offensively right now, they just put up 48 against Air Force, are you scared of Boise State? No. There are a few things that could scare the Cougars Saturday, though. Let's talk about them. 40 okay. points a game. That's what Boise State's putting up. Yeah. That's the kind of offense that's really good, right? And the two Boise State losses this year, the Broncos scored 21 and 13. When BYU has been successful in competing in those three one-point losses, Boise State did not score more than 28. Okay? So it, it takes BYU to play a pretty good defensive game. The lowest point total in a win for the Broncos this year is 31. So if BYU can keep Boise State under 30, They got a shot. But you're coming off a game where you didn't score any touchdowns. Boise State's defense is not as good as NIU. Can BYU do something, do something offensively to put themselves in position, whether it's a bunch of takeaways, which, by the way, San Diego State won scoring 19 points and sub-300 total yards at Boise State. They had a good run game, and they got some takeaways. That's the formula to me. When has BYU been best this year? On the road against Power 5 teams as a double-digit underdog. Coming off a tough home loss. Coming off a tough home loss, no less. Frustration against Cal. Nobody believes. Huge underdog against Wisconsin. Go on the road and play inspired football and win. This was in September. 
BYU was a different team, Spencer. Coming off a home loss to Utah State. Frustration. Okay? Why stakes? Yes, I know. Yeah. Quarterback switch. No, no I feel you. I feel you. But that fans, was a different BYU team. But fans doubted BYU. Hawaii's 6-1. and one. BYU just switched quarterbacks. They have no offense. All Vegas fr- was telling us the truth. And now Vegas is saying Boise State's a 14. <laughs> Vegas was telling us that Wisconsin yeah. was a 20-point favorite. Right, and Arizona was 10.5 uh, or whatever. Yeah, they were yeah. a double-digit yeah. favorite, too. No, I feel, I feel like that BYU team was different, though. The O-line was playing well. The BYU was running the ball. I don't feel like that team is this team. I hope BYU reignites that because that's the winning formula on the road against good teams. Rush the ball, don't turn it over. Jeff Grimes said in both instances, we got our edge back after Cal. After Utah State, there there was an edge that returned. BYU played well. Now, do they have the edge back? They've it's been hard. so schizophrenic this season sure. that I can't tell you that there's no way they could go to Boise State and win. Boise State defensively is not great. So if BYU can come out and punch them in the mouth early, like who's to say the schizophrenic team couldn't right. stun the nation once again? I expect BYU to be better than they were Saturday. It's just can they be good enough to win? That's the question. Before we head to Voice of the Nation, we told you about it. And it thanks to our guy Jack DeMooney, we have it. Tom <laughs> Hobo's <laughs> Halloween costume is Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco. Oh, so good. Look at it. That's Remember me. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. So good. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. The face painting and the makeup involved here is next level. And we shouldn't expect anything less. Wow. From what we have seen from Tom that, Homo over the is, last few years. That is legit. Ernesto de la Cruz. From he's, Coco. He's my dad. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, coming up. Is BYU playing on the road a trick or treat? We'll debate. Mitchell Jurgens knows a thing or two about being a receiver at BYU. Ha! Uh, there's a clown there, in studio. There's a clown in studio, and he's expressionless. That's not good. Let's go to let's break. Let's go to break. <laughs> Call the fuzz. Call the police. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yoli Childs and the BYU men's basketball team host Westminster. In the final preseason game tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio and the apps, baby. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports like play-by-play. Send in the signals to steal home or something. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm... No, what? No, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYU SN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience... BYU Sports Nation, whenever you want. Our question of the day, what is the scariest BYU sports story you can tell in six words? Ooh. Taggart Barron answers on Facebook, first and goal, field goal, lose (laughs) (laughs) 7-6. Or, or. Too soon, man. Yeah, yeah. 7-6 could be in reference to Boise State in 2012. Uh, Also, not good. At Royal Coog on Twitter. Jimmer Mania was all just a dream. No, it was real, and it was awesome. Yeah, nothing scary about that. It was glorious. Yeah. Christmas morning for BYU basketball fans. We're all BYU I've, fans. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. Utah wins eight in a row. 
That's really that's scary. awful. That's really scary that's nightmarish. I don't. Yeah, yes. I don't want that. Yes, I don't want that. No, enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> all I want for Christmas for the next five years. I'll win this year. <laughs> I got I got one for you. Utes Rose Bowl eight straight wins. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN yeah, on Twitter, scary. Facebook, scary. and Instagram. Mitchell Jurgens, the Starman, sideline reporter for BYU Radio's coverage of BYU football, back with us on Desert on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Mitchell, happy Halloween, man. Hey, thanks. Happy Halloween to you guys. Um, do you have a costume plan or are you staying out of that game? Um, I I'm currently Hakeem Elijahwan. Oh. You know, the fellow Houstonian at work today. That's awesome. So you're doing the dream shake around the office or something? You know it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic costume, yes. And uh, going back to your Texas roots for sure. All right, Mitchell, uh, we've been discussing the frightening trend of BYU football on this Halloween special. They've lost three of four. But we've also pointed out that the Cougars have played well coming off disappointing home losses when they kind of feel like they're against the world. I can't think of a more conducive scenario than going to Boise State after you lose to Northern Illinois with that us-against-the-world feeling. What do you think of the team and the mindset they have right now? Yeah, um, it's it's kind of an interesting um, kind of up-and-down year, and it's true. When, when our backs are um, – when BYU's backs are against the wall, they, they somehow come out and, and just play out of their minds. And um, – and so this challenge is it kind of fits that mold of how you know BYU can come out and be successful against Boise State. Um, so I think you know they're determined. Um, they they've got a lot of things I think on their mind to fix. Um, they they definitely weren't expecting to lose last week against Northern Illinois. Um, they want to erase it just like they wanted to erase the Cal loss after um, after an Arizona win, um, and then came out and, and stomped on Wisconsin. Uh, so this could be the exact same scenario, and, and I fully expect that uh, the team will prepare just like they did um, when they were going into Wisconsin. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I can see guys coming out playing really hard, and um, it's it's a it's a fun atmosphere up there in Boise on the Smurf turf on the on the blue turf, and, and so I expect them to to come out uh, really physical and and play some good football. Maybe BYU football is two faced for Halloween collectively, right? We've seen both. <laughs> And and you're right. The cost of the Wisconsin win was the Cal loss. So perhaps yeah. a Boise State win, the cost was an NIU loss at home. I personally would take it because then we're like, what? Wisconsin and Boise State? Now we're getting ready for Utah. Let's go. You've won at Boise yeah. State, Arizona, yeah. and Wisconsin. That would now. be insane, right? So you talked about the mentality of that. I want to ask you about this. Michael Shelton made some comments after practice about he, how he enjoys road games more than home games because he's not getting the juice from the crowd. What's the dynamic like as a former player of you doing something that gives the crowd something to cheer about versus you feeding off the crowd before something happens? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's a tough situation. Um, you know, as a player, uh, I, I loved playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I also loved playing on the road. Um, you know, the familiar, being familiar with your atmosphere. Um, I mean, that was just, that was one of the coolest experiences is playing at home under your home crowd, under the lights. I mean, it was, it was great. Um, but then going on the road and playing in these, you know, unique venues, um, going to new States and, 
um, seeing new things is also, you know, really exciting. Um, now, now as far as the comments, um, you know, his, it, I, I like, you know, what he said is, you know, he's expressing his emotions and, and you want guys to, to share how they're feeling. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know. Cause I, I don't know if I can relate too much. Um, yes. Maybe the crowd. I mean, we saw it last week. The the student section was low. Um, there, there wasn't as much fan base or as much juice as we've seen in the past from the fans. Um, but aside from that, you know, you come to play a football game, whether you have thirty thousand fans or sixty thousand fans. I mean, you come out strong, and you want to win the game for your team. Um, yes, you want to you know you want to play well for your home crowd and for BYU Nation. But I mean, you're ultimately there to win a football game, no matter who's watching, um, to, to prove it for yourself. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do hope that, um, that, you know, more fans can come, the student section can get back to where the rock used to be. Uh, cause I, I, I believe that. I don't think we're there right now yet. Um, and, but so yeah, his comments, you know, I, I know he's just expressing his emotions and, um, and how he feels about, about the fan base, um, and and you hope that maybe fans that hear that can kind of rally around it and, and back them up and say, hey, you know, we're going to come out and support the team, win or lose, and uh, yeah, we can get that energy back. Mitchell Jorgens with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU Cougar receiver and current sideline reporter for BYU Radio's coverage of the football team. Mitchell, maybe it's simple and too naive of me to say this, but wouldn't winning games at home just solve all of this on the Michael Shelton side and on the disgruntled fan side? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at home, it, the the term home field advantage should be true for every single team, you know. And if you look at Boise State, and it's so hard to win up there. Um, they've got a true home field advantage up there at Boise State. And right now it's just not looking like BYU has it. Um, and so, they've, yeah, they've got to turn things around. They've got to find a way to win at home. Um, fans, you know, everyone watches games, you know, you those loyal fans, they'll go to the games at home, they'll watch games, um, on TV that are away. Um, but when they're at home, I mean, the people rally around that. And so to find a way to win at home, I think will do wonders for Provo will do wonders for the team and to getting that energy back because, you know, that energy stems off of wins, off of victories. Um, and so, yeah, they've, you know, I agree. I, I, I don't think uh, a team should, um, I mean, B, BYU especially shouldn't have a losing record at home and, and they've got to find a way to uh, get back on top and, and win multiple games in a row and, and, and knowing that when they come into Lavelle Edwards Stadium, they have a true home field advantage. Talk about Boise State, a team that uh, you defeated in 2015, and uh, 2016 was uh, a close game, one in which BYU forced a bunch of turnovers, I think plus five in that one. Uh, I feel like the winning formula is for BYU to get back to what it did in September in good road wins at Arizona and Wisconsin, run the rock well, and get a bunch of takeaways. That's what San Diego State did, scored 19, had sub-300 offense. What do you think are the keys to victory at Boise State? Yeah, uh, number one, I would definitely agree. They've got to win the run game. They've got to establish it early. We've seen that in every single win that BYU's had this season, they've rushed for over 100 yards. They've, you know, they've pounded the football, and the, the offensive line has been dominant. Um, every loss, 
we've had struggles there. We haven't been able to get the offense rolling. Um, and then, you know, we saw a couple last week, the defense played really well. Um, but in the previous losses, uh, offense has really got momentum against the BYU defense and could kind of walk basically right over them. And, and they've got to, you know, be stout again and, and play like they did against Northern Illinois and force turnovers. Um, if they can get the ball um, back in Zach Wilson's hands with good field position, I mean, that's going to just make uh, BYU's offensive job so much easier, and especially up there at Boise State where it's so hard um, to get things rolling um, just based on crowd level, the, the noise. I mean, it's, it gets loud up there, and uh, they've, they've definitely got the home field advantage. And But, yeah, so I would definitely say establish the run early and uh, force turnovers on defense. I, I completely agree. Let's finish with this, uh, Mitch. Will you do the? <clears throat> excuse me. Will you do the star man in the end zone in Boise if BYU wins on the blue? <laughs> hey, absolutely. Yeah. I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll. I'll go back. Uh, yeah, right there in the end zone and and do it for for all of you guys. Okay. BYU we need a, we need a picture, of course. Yes, you, this happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've got my word. Awesome. <laughs> Spencer will okay. be there too. Maybe Spencer takes it. Yeah, 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 of course. I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> en- yeah. Enjoy Halloween, man. Uh, don't eat too much candy. We need you in Boise healthy. And uh, okay. give us a dream shake <laughs> with the Akeem Olajuwon. Hey, and you're, ha- you're Hakeem, not Akeem, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay, okay. Mitchell Jurgens, thanks so much, man. Hey, thank you. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, he tied the BYU record for a three-round tournament score. Peter Quest from the golf team will be in the house. Plus, playing so many freshmen, a trick or treat, that's next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, get better acquainted with the Cougars past and present as Greg Rebell, that was his picture, Host a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. That's a 12-year-old, I think. Tonight's guests are men's hoops assistant coach Quincy Lewis and the sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Listen tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. Let's keep it rolling on this Halloween edition of BYU Sports Nation and revisit the headlines. BYU football hits the road this Saturday to play in a place they've never experienced victory. Yes, it is a frightful reality, but they can change all of that. Boise State awaits. 4-0 all-time against the Cougs on the blue. Kalani Satake still feeling good about the vibe and attitude as they approach Idaho. The feeling is still positive. You know, we're, we're uh, uh, circling the wagons and then getting ready to roll. And I, I like the way we practice so far. I think they practice really well the entire year. The, the key has been executing on on game day. BYU senior safety and holder Gavin Fowler is one of 69 nominees for the Burlesworth Trophy. Given to the most outstanding player, began his career as a walk-up. Jimmer Fredette scored 39 points in a Shanghai Sharks 117-103 win over the Jiangsu Dragons. This marks Jimmer's fifth consecutive game, scoring 30-plus. And the men's cross-country team remains number two, and the women's team remains number nine in the USTFCCCA polls and rankings. I assume that women's volleyball stay number one as well. Is that the case? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Let's put a Halloween spin on this segment and play Trick or Treat with Ben Bagley involved. Ben, 
Let's do this, man. Yeah, usually it's big deal, no deal, but this week we're going to go trick or treat. Is okay. Wonders right. playing this song? Who is this? What? Yes, yes. The Oneaters? Yes, the Oneaters. <laughs> the Oneaters on the, on the ones and twos there. Hey, we'll start out here. BYU's propensity to bounce back after a tough loss. Trick or treat? So far, it's uh, it's treat. Yes. Because BYU has beaten number six, Wisconsin, has beaten Arizona, right? Didn't show up against Washington, but uh, so far, BYU has been good on the road. They were good against Hawaii after the loss to Utah State. They, yes. It's been, it's been a uh, treat. Absolutely. BYU had their two best offensive performances of the season after tough home losses. Yeah. At Wisconsin. I just had one. And a 49-point outburst against Hawaii. This offense scored 49 points in the game this year, and it was coming off of a tough home loss. That is a treat. Number two. Playing on the road for BYU. Trick or treat? BYU's 2-1, two, two power five wins. The one loss was a blowout to Washington. Not competitive, I know, but... Uh, Definitely treat. You're two and one on the road. You're better. You're better road team than home team. I can see why Michael Shelton has enjoyed the road. It's not anything to do with the home, in my opinion. It's that BYU's just been better on the road. How many how many times has BYU football won two road power five games in the same season? Like it can't be that many. They've already done that this year. They've it's already impressive. accomplished that. This is a treat, 100 percent Number three. Playing 12 different freshmen on the offensive side of the ball. Trick or treat? I think this one's a trick because I've talked about how, yes, it's good for the future, but who cares about the future compared to the present? I think BYU needed non-freshmen to be those guys so the freshmen wouldn't have to step in and have to make plays. I think it's a trick. It's a trick right now. The hope is that later it will become the treat that keeps on giving, right? Right. I don't like planting. I like reaping. Yes. You want to reap the rewards of the harvest. Reap okay. what you say. Yeah. Yeah. These, like, Zach Wilson shouldn't have to be the quarterback right now. Tanner Mangum should have been better, so he's the guy. It is a trick, but the hope is that it becomes a treat for a long time to come with all of this experience being gained. But that's that's like a BYU thing that we're like, hey, dude, just wait for like I a know. year or two. It's like, no, no, no. Right? Now I get it. And the ba- always waiting for the the future. basketball Stop. team. We've been saying that about the BYU basketball team for the last three years. Yeah. Oh, dude, Lone Peak Final Four. Now, no. finally, now finally, they are older. So, is there any well, we credence? Always... Is there any no. credence to that argument? Hey, no. they're not. They're not young anymore. Now it's time to pay it off. Being old doesn't necessarily mean you're good. It doesn't mean you're good. Not much, not so much old. Just experienced. Yoli Childs Does, isn't old. He's 20. Their experience is two one-and-dones in the NIT in the postseason. They're full you of freshmen I mean? and sophomores. Now they're the majority No, those guys haven't won in the postseason. Majority like, upperclassmen. I want them to win in the postseason. And that's what I'm saying. And if they, they win in the postseason, then there is some credence to the, okay, they needed to gain experience. And we don't know that that's necessarily correlated to why they were successful. It Number four. Last one, and speaking of BYU hoops... Beginning the season against seventh-ranked Nevada next week. <laughs> trick or, trick treat. or treat? It looks like this is going to be a definite trick, but if BYU could pull that off. And here's the secret sauce to this. Washington played a scrimmage against Nevada. This happens. BYU didn't do one, but this happens. Dave Rice is at Washington. Your boy Dave Rose is, like, best friend. I I even uh, sent a message. Dave Rice said happy birthday to him yesterday, and I said, hey, make sure to tell Dave Rose and the guys the secret 
to beating Washington or Nevada because they played them and beat them. Apparently, Nevada played a scrimmage against St. Mary's too. Ooh. And and lost. Nevada isn't good at basketball. Is that what you're telling me? So, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or did they not go all the way in a exhibition? Whatever. This is why it's a trick. Is it's a, it's uh, just like uh, <laughs> we don't even know we don't know the box score. I, yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not buying into that. I'm not no. getting tricked by that. Exhibition doesn't count. Scrimmage, no. No. That that teams show up differently when the games count. Well, maybe they were playing Nevada, but Nevada oh. shows up on Tuesday. Yeah. By the by the way, we're six days. Are we six days away from the regular season opener? Which seems weird, and right? Hoops? Anyone talking about that? Six days Is away. That, huh? it's, no, it's November seventh. It's six days away. Or is it seven days? I don't know. Well, it's in. It's next Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. <laughs> Coming up, he tied the lowest three-round score in BYU golf history last weekend, and now he's in Studio B. Peter Quest joins us on our Halloween edition. He and the golf team are enjoying a national ranking oh, as good, well. good, man. It's a good time to be a ranked team on campus. Isn't it always, though? This is BYU Sports Nation. No Deal, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, the top-ranked and undefeated BYU women's volleyball team hosts San Diego in a West Coast Conference test at home. Watch it at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. That's the scariest team on campus, I'll tell you. I'll be there, man. I will be there. Yes, you will. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What is the scariest BYU sports story you can conjure up in six words? I don't like these. Justin Huff on Instagram. Della Vadova half-court game-winning shot. Ugh. So many bad memories. Like, I don't want to go down bad memory lane. I want to have fun with this. And now I'm just angry. <laughs> like, all of these, I'm like, ah. This one so in from bad memories. This one in from at Asian Shroth on Twitter. Taysom Hill should have run right. Again, I'm just getting upset. Like, uh, this is supposed to be a fun, loose, f- random day. Instead, I'm just getting, like, frustrated. Why did we ask for the scariest also, I'm like BYU sports story then? I'm 180 degrees right now. That's I also am burning to alive. problem. Yes. Gosh. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media by using the hashtag BYUSN. At, at uh, Cicero, our f- friend Francisco Ruiz. Yes, yeah, Cisco Ruiz. Incredible yeah. costume. Thank you. I know you're sarcastic. joining us now uh dressed as a member of the BYU men's golf team is a member of the BYU men's golf team peter quest what's up peter peter welcome man thank you thanks for having me happy halloween yeah you guys too hey you uh you scared a few folks on the golf course uh with what you pulled off uh recently yeah let's talk about that 16 under par tied the lowest three round score in the history of BYU men's golf Woo. One, congratulations. Thanks. Two, how do you pull off something like that? I uh, just make a lot of birdies and not a lot of bogeys. Um, that's it seems it. simple, it's, but uh, it's not, Peter. On paper, Golf is really hard, man. <laughs> on paper, it's super simple. Um, doing it's a little tougher. But. When, when did you realize that this was a special tournament for you? Um, probably going into it. Um, it was just pretty special. Um, I don't know, every tournament you get to play in is really special uh, it's just an opportunity to go show what you can do um but probably after that the back nine to third round i thought i could take it really deep and uh i capitalized on that now you were seven under a personal best 
in 18 holes that, that last day. But unfortunately, Nevada's Joey Verzich shot a 61 that day. Mm-hmm. So you're, fe- yeah. you're feeling good. You're like 16. 16- Homie shot a 61. So what was that day like for you as you competed with him? No, it was uh, Joey's awesome. Joey's a Joey's a cool kid. He's a he's a stud. Um, we uh, there was a backup on one of the holes, and I heard he shot like twenty eight on the front nine. I went up Jeez. and asked him if he kept it going. He said he still had it going. And then and then we came in, and I saw he shot sixty one. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the reality: most amateur golfers are feeling pretty good if they are at twenty eight after six holes. Okay, that that is the reality. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Twenty-eight and nine—that's incredible. Like that is incredible. Your team's ranked sixteenth nationally, and there were some questions about when you lose a guy like Patrick Fishburne, like how are we going to maintain this? Mm-hmm. But you've answered the call. How have you done that by losing a guy that that carried you in Patrick Fishburne? Yeah, so so we've had we've had three guys step up. Uh, this year, me, Rhett, and uh, freshman Carson Lindell, he shot a bunch of really good scores. And then we've had uh, our four, five, and six guys um, play really well, too, and shoot some scores. Chad Hardy, uh, Austin Bands, and Kelton Hirsch. Um, but we're just, we're all, we're all working really hard. And, uh, you know, guys are shooting scores at the right moments and putting ourselves in position to win. And that's what, that's all we can ask for. What is it about the team dynamic in golf uh, that is unique versus other sports? Because, yes, you're a team, but you're out there by yourself doing your thing. So how, how does that work, and how do you play into that as a group to be as successful as you can? It's, it's definitely a little different. Um, you know, playing over summer, you're playing by yourself. Um, but then you come to BYU, and, and you're as a team, and, and uh, you're just rooting for everyone to play well. And, and you try to get a little more fired up than you would playing as an individual. Um, and just kind of feed off the guys on the team and, and really get them going. And, and you try to play match play or little head games against the guys you're playing with um, just to get an edge, and, and it's a lot of fun. Peter Quest with us of BYU Men's Golf just fired a 16-under par over three rounds to tie the best three-round score in BYU Men's Golf history. You've hit some outstanding shots in the past few months, Peter. Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Walk us through, let's say, your top two or top three shots that you've hit in the past calendar year. Um, top shots. Gosh, I got to say uh, number one was is at Nationals, um, opening it up and, and making a double eagle on our first <laughs> hole. <And> that was <laughs> you on the phone, right, from the tourney? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like that's lightning got, or something in the air. Yeah, we we played. I played one hole and then and then we had to come back in. Yeah. But made it two on on the first. Yeah, hole. I'm three. I'm three <laughs> under uh, after one. Yeah, um, <laughs> take that, Joey from Nevada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, restaurant didn't go so well, but that's all right. Um, yeah, we didn't gosh. ask you about the worst shots. Yeah, just the best ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. So that that one obviously was amazing. Like, what what are mm-hmm. some other your your favorite shots uh, over the past year? Uh. Gosh, um, at the USAM this this past summer, uh, I was in a playoff and played number 17 at Pebble, and I hit a five iron in there to 10 feet, and that was probably one of the coolest shots um, that I've hit. Um, and then another one was this last tournament. I had about a 30 footer on 18 for birdie and and walked Ooh. it off making it. So that was those are the three I'd say. The walk off 30 foot birdie putt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> describe the feeling, and, and you mentioned it's about getting a bunch of birdies and no bogeys. You know, um, describe the feeling of when you've lined the putt up perfectly, you connect, and you see this is going in. Like, mm-hmm. describe that feeling. Um, it's just good. Like you know, when you you hit it off the putter face and it's just rolling, 
And a lot of guys, they use, like, this little line on the ball. And when you see the line just going end over end, you know, you hit a good putt. And then, um, you know, if you're a little cocky with it, you walk it in, step it in. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you can usually just tell you've hit a good putt right when it comes off the face. I like the walk-in. It's almost like Steph Curry turning around before he watches his three-pointer going because yeah. he just knows it's going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the bat flip in baseball. Yes. Like every sport has yes. a walk-in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, at this juncture, uh, where do you feel like your team needs to improve the most? Because, honestly, as we step back, we, we, Jeremy and I kind of look at this and think, man, they've, they've exceeded expectations, but you have higher expectations for yourself. So how does this team improve? Uh, I think we just have to finish golf tournaments better. Um, you know, every, every tournament we've played in this, this semester, we've, uh, we've had a chance to win the golf tournament and we've only won one. Um, so I think, you know, just final round, we need to, um, capitalize and, and play a little better on the opportunities, um, that we give ourselves. Fantastic stuff, Peter. Uh, we would love for you to sign our new sailor coog flag behind us give us your autograph um and we wish you many more walk-in birdies yes peter <laughs> quest for perfection that's there what we, we call you there, yeah. there it is man awesome thank you guys thanks peter you can sign it now if you'd like uh peter buried the lead by the way they're going back to pebble beach but they're playing at poppy hills golf course they're not playing it oh, so it's Wait, how it's does in that the work? City okay, of it's Pebble in the Beach. city of Pebble Beach. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I got you excited for just. Yeah, I was like, what? That's, yeah, well. that's this weekend. So good. Uh, or sorry, next Monday. I'm guessing Wednesday. it's still it's a week. really nice course. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Coming up, Jimmer does something for the fifth straight time. Find out what. And more of your six word scary BYU sports stories coming up in of Voice of the Nation. Uh oh. The clown's back in the control room. Lock the door. Lock the door. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Mitchell Jurgens and Peter Quest for Perfection. If you yeah, missed any it. of today's show, download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes whenever you want. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time for the normal. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. You're so rude, Jerem. Four and four BYU football plays at six and two Boise State Saturday night. The Cougars are looking for their first win on the Smurf turf. Get that edge back. BYU senior safety and holder Gavin Fowler, one of 69 nominees for the Burlesworth Trophy, given to the most outstanding player who began his career as a walk-on. Congratulations to Gavin. Jimmer! Fredat scored 39 points in a Shanghai Sharks 117-103 win over the Ji Jiangsu Dragons. This marks Jimmer's fifth consecutive game of scoring 30-plus. Cross country. BYU men's cross country holding strong at number two in the latest rankings. The women still at number nine in the USTF CCCA polls and rankings. Golf. The women's team will compete in the Rainbow Wahine Invitational today. The first two rounds were canceled due to inclement weather. Inclement is an understatement based on their Instagram story. The event will be shortened to 18 holes. <laughs> Today's rise and shout. Goes to BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo, Unbelievable. who is the costume king on campus at BYU. It's the let's, pumpkin king. Let's revisit some of these. There's Albert Einstein. Yeah, so okay. good. Abraham Lincoln. More like Abraham Lincoln. Yes, he could have played Lincoln. Uh, Frankenstein, as he's yeah, shown so with good. Uh, his daughter, Lauren. And then, Last year, Matt Hatter. Like, Matt Hatter. look at that. And, and now... <laughs> He's Ernesto de la Cruz. From Coco. Fantastic. Yes. Like, show me a better costume today. Not, not just that. The props, man. The hat. Everything. The, gu- the guitar is perfect. Perfect. I want to be in a meeting 
where he has to speak seriously <laughs> in that getup. I really do. That would be awesome. Remember me. <laughs> Very well done, awesome. Tom Homer. We will remember you, my friend. Our question of the day. What is the scariest BYU sports story you can conjure up in six words? At BYU Game Day Answers on Twitter. ESPN drops BYU. Cougars join whack. Yeah, that's really scary. <laughs> that ain't happening. Get out of here. Uh, non-functional O2 on Instagram in the future. We lost every game that year. Oh. That'd be scary. And unrealistic as well. At BYU Spud Bud. This is fantastic. Also, that he's Spud Bud. I'm guessing he's from Idaho. Oh, we haven't mentioned Spuddy Buddy okay. this week, which is fine with me. His six words. Fourth and 19. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, my Seahawks ran a fake punt. Executed it. Yes. Executed but it. But it. it was just a punter doing it. It wasn't like, fourth and 19, though. It was, it was like, like fourth, fourth and, and two, I think. No, it was like fourth and six oh, okay. from like okay. the 10-yard line. And <laughs> he got it. Still not and fourth and 19. the team was like, what was that? We're happy you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to be super nice to Spuddy Buddy this year, like to turn the karma, like treat him like a king and see if it works. Okay, you know? I'm I'm up for whatever. Okay, uh, so maybe we like, should like moral voodoo we want to do <laughs> to get a win. Okay, as long as it's within the confines of what we do here. Moral voodoo, yeah. Moral voodoo. Put that down That's in the, the quote book. Got it. Nailed it. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. At BYU Ace Man, Corbin Kafusi catching a Hail Mary. He does warm up and go out for passes every game. Also, he's 16. Yeah, so there we, you go. Can we throw that into the playbook, Jeff Grimes? <laughs> Your brother? Just a- <laughs> yeah. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The clown's back. I'm throwing this football at this clown. How are we supposed to focus with this happening? Oh, I caught it. Oh, oh ah! he's got good hands. <laughs> And apparently a few extra fingers. For Jerem, <laughs> I am Spencer. <laughs> shout, out, show. shout out to Tom Holmo. Go Cougs. Get out of here.